a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. History that is no doubt complicated and imperfect. I understand those concerns and am determined to protect Mississippi. Jeff Kaplan with Boyd Matheson and Doug Wright. So happy that we haven't been asked to stay on the air till the final results are in, because that's going to take a while. Uh, we just heard from the Utah County clerk that she's expecting Thursday we'll have our results. Maybe. Interesting. How do you wait that out as a candidate? Painfully. <laughs> there is that. Doug, you want to stay here till Thursday? I think we lost Doug. Uh, we lost Doug. We'll reestablish contact. But we do have Derek Brown, the chairman of the Utah Republican Party, uh, joining us live on KSL News Radio. And I believe Doug is back as well. Derek Brown, good evening. How's it going? Doing well. I, I certainly wish, like all of you, that uh, we had some definitive results at 10 o'clock. I've been on calls for the last 12 hours with candidates, all of whom are, you know, dying to know the results. I'm and judging. From the background uh, on Facebook Live that you're at home or you bought a pile of books to put behind you, one or the other. <laughs> These are the books that I'm going to read as soon as the primary is over. I've been doing this full-time job for free for the last three months. And I'm going to take all these books and, I don't know, go someplace far away where my cell phone doesn't work and just read. So, uh, yeah, but I, I am home. So we're doing everything from home tonight. And uh, usually we'd have all sorts of, uh, you know, candidate events and parties and that kind of thing. And or the party would do one ourselves and, and not so this year. It's a it's a very sort of bizarre year for elections. We've been talking about this, just the strange animal that we're dealing with. I mean, every candidate, every party, everybody's had to deal with. We in the media have had to deal with how in the world do you cover something like this? And as as a new chairman of the Republican Party, what kind of backstage things have been going on? What kind of advice have you been handing to candidates? Uh, we talked about this earlier. You know, often some candidates, they just go, hey, you know, being under, an underdog is my advantage. I'm the guy that, or the gal that's going to be knocking on the doors, having the meetings and everything else. This has thrown a wrench in, in everything. It has. And what it's done is it's forced every one of these candidates to rethink campaigning. I mean, you mentioned earlier that uh, – John Huntsman said this hasn't been much of a campaign, uh, but John Huntsman has done a great job of getting out there and campaigning full time. So what it, what it really is, is a different kind of campaign. It just doesn't look the way that campaigns have always looked. And ironically, most of these governor candidates would have spent, you know, countless hours uh, traveling from event to event to event. Now, I think they save all that travel time and just spend it connecting one on one or in groups of people. So, I mean, there, make no mistake, there's been a campaign and the campaign has been robust and it's just looked different and it's utilized technology. And I think long-term that's a good thing, although it has pushed a lot of candidates kind of out of their comfort zone. <laughs> and we're all for that, by the way, <laughs> pushing them out of the comfort zone. And Derek, you did, uh, we were talking earlier that uh, both you and the uh, the head of the Democratic Party, uh, who we'll have on shortly here, 
you both did a extraordinary work in pulling off your conventions under just incredible circumstances. Uh, you've learned a lot, and I think you've actually found a way to actually expand the participation by using some of the technology, by changing the dynamics of the, the old school system. Uh, what, what are the takeaways for you? Well, you know, it's, it's funny, and I may rankle a, you know, a few people by saying this, but conventions for the average delegate are not always the highlight of the year. To put it mildly, our t- you're both. Yeah, I see all of you chuckling. Our last one in 2018 took about 12 hours, and most of it was wrangling over bylaws. This time, I mean, I did an exit poll of most. Of, I mean, we had 1,100 delegates that that answered my my poll, and the overwhelming majority of them loved doing it. They would do it again, and they spent the majority of them spent over 12 hours preparing to cast a vote. Mm. And so I think it was a really positive experience for so many of them, yeah. most of whom said I would happily do this again. So my takeaway is let's let's I, I've said from day one, we need to make the party more user friendly. We need to incorporate technology. And that's my goal. So how do we do that? That's the next phase. Derek, you've mentioned that you've had to rewrite the playbook. All of these, everybody involved in this election has had to rewrite the playbook on how to do it. Does that minimize the importance of consultants in the political process? Because they know as much as you, me, or anybody else, nobody's been through this before. Well, no. I mean, I think, in fact, in some respects, it's much more important because a lot of candidates, I think, in the past can sort of rely on you know, their charisma and their charm and their personality and they get in a big crowd of people. And, and, you know, that's a, that's a huge advantage since you don't have that, that ability at this point to meet one-on-one. I I think consultants are far more important. And, you know, it's interesting. I've talked to some of these governor candidates who are, their consultants are critical and their ability to, uh, to, to really go through the numbers and crunch data. I mean, it, that, I mean, the days of, of, a candidate getting a handful, even a, even a state house race of getting a handful of flyers and going out and knocking on doors. I mean, those days are over. You need a social media consultant. You need someone to run the numbers. I mean, and so in some ways, I think consultants are almost, they're just indispensable now. Looking ahead to the, the next, uh, it'll be the mid-year election, and then anticipating 2024, you know, everybody, businesses are talking about it. We in the media are talking about it. Everybody for those who think we're going to bounce back to noon where we were before, uh, it, it just isn't going to happen. Every business is going to change. The business of running for office is going to change. What do you anticipate for the midterm election and for future elections, major elections like 2024? How much of a change will it be? How many of these things, in other words, will solidify, become codified, and become part of the game plan? It won't be the old school campaign anymore well no and and what's interesting is you would think that the average person would want to keep it the way it is but in this survey that i did of 1100 delegates 88 percent of them when asked do you want to do it the old way or do you want to move into kind of the new century and figure out how we incorporate technology into the convention process and the campaigning process 88 percent of them said let's not go back let's move forward so the question i have now and this is the this is you know the question you're probably wanting to ask, and I don't have the answer to it. But that is, how do we incorporate that technology? What do yeah. we do now? How does it look different? And I promise you, it's going to look different because we've set an expectation 
of, of, of the fact that someone who lives eight hours away in Kane County can participate with every single candidate and, and have one-on-one conversations and vote. And it doesn't take three full days to do it. I mean, it's, it, I think it's, you know, this opens up a whole new world of possibilities, but there will be some growing pains, as you mentioned, Doug, with well, just the way that things are changing. We're trying to find the new normal, obviously. But meantime, I'm amazed that Doug Wright mentions 2024. I'm trying to get through the next six minutes till I hear some numbers. That's good enough for me. Oh, you know, and by the way, I, I talked to one governor's campaign tonight and I said, so what do you expect from tonight? And the response from the head of the this particular campaign was, July is going to be a long month. Mm. <laughs> uh, I, I hope that's not the case. I mean, in my perfect world, ten, what are we, like five or six minutes away from now, we're going to get a whole yeah. dump of data. And most of the campaigns will be really clear. And uh, then we can all go to bed knowing who won. But I think the reality is we're in for a long, we're in for a long haul. My guess is we'll know a number of the different races. I mean, we have 12 House races as a party four Senate races. And we also, no one's really talking about it, but we have four school board races because this is the first year we've ever had partisan school board elections. And those are also, I mean, every one of these races are races that we've been involved in and we're watching closely. Thanks so much to Derek Brown, the chairman of the Utah Republican Party. Uh, We hope you have a peaceful night and get good sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Likewise. It sounds like we'll all get a good rest after about 10, 15, right? Because there's nothing to do. Onward and <laughs> upward. Right. <laughs> right. Jeff Merchant is going to join us now. We'll move right along to the chairman of the Utah Democratic Party, Jeff Merchant. Uh, good How evening. Good How to see you? you. Great and doing really well. And are you waiting on any races at this point, or is everything <laughs> more or less decided for you? Hey, you know what? Uh, we seem to know what we're doing. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, what's going on with Derek and his party, but I'll tell you, <laughs> you know, we're we're in pretty good shape. Yeah, we've got a couple of races. Um, the big one, obviously, is the first congressional district. Uh, we do have a couple of county races in Summit County, Salt Lake County, and then a, a legislative race. But really, not very much going on for the Democratic Party. Uh, you know, tonight. So we're just we're just looking at, at who we're going to be running against. There is a strategy of keeping your powder dry for the big battle and the big show. And I think in many cases that has been the case with the Democratic Party. But I have to ask about a race that we have uh, been talking about uh, at, at some length, a race that has caught us a little off guard on the Republican side, the AG's race. Now, the last statewide uh, office that was held by a Democrat in the state of Utah was Jan Graham, and before her it was Paul Van Dam as our attorneys, uh, our attorney general. And this is really turning into a Republican battle. We'll see what the results are in the next several days. But you've got a very, very well-known candidate that is highly respected. Uh, we've certainly gotten to know Greg over the years at, uh, at KSL and at the Deseret News in various capacities. How big a show is that going to be for the Democrats? And is that kind of, and I recognize you, you have high hopes for every candidate, but looking at it just purely, absolutely realistically, that seems like one that is within reach. Well, Doug, I mean, I think that uh, you know me well enough now that I don't, um, I'm not a pie-in-the-sky kind of person. I, I kind of tell it how it is. And to be perfectly honest with you, uh, this is going to be a race to watch. I think that uh, Greg is not only a, a great individual, but he's a great candidate. 
He's a fantastic uh, attorney and a whip-smart man. He's got a great team that's behind him. And uh, whoever the Republican candidate is, is uh, really going to have to be on their toes. This is not going to be a cakewalk for for whoever comes out of this race tonight. I think that it's, it's definitely going to be a fun race uh, for both Republicans and Democrats and one to watch all the way through November. Mm-hmm. I do think it'll be interesting in that uh, AG's race in that you uh, you could actually have uh, both the Democrat and the Republican on the same side in terms of criminal justice reform that we talked about a little earlier in the program tonight. Yeah, I think that there I think that there is um, a lot of room for agreement on that. I do think that uh, the one concern that I think that I would have is in terms of criminal justice reform, I do think that there are more issues that we need to be delving into beyond just you know, the issue of, uh, you know, people that are accused of crimes pleading out, which I think is what uh, David Levitt's biggest argument is. That's a, a huge cost saver for uh, the legislature. And I might disagree with him a bit uh, that that wouldn't become a political issue. Um, obviously, there are many, many other criminal justice issues that, that we have to work on. And hopefully, uh, Mr. Levitt would be open to working on a lot of other ones uh, if he were elected. So, We thank you very much for joining us. Jeff Merchant is the chairman of the Utah Democratic Party. Oh, we've heard some from both sides, uh, Republican and Democratic Party chairman, in the last few minutes. And our coverage will continue as we approach the witching hour, 10 o'clock, KSL <laughs> News Radio.